what did I call this? The walking monsters or something like that. That was my three word review for this. <laughs> three word instead review. of the wall, instead of the walking dead. Yeah. 207 episodes. I'm still trying to do a three word review. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Happy Friday, Ted. It's uh, I was out this week, and uh, thank Grogu, it's Friday for episode <laughs> 207. How the heck are you? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Are we going to should we get into the beer? Should we do the beers and and then you would get into our weeks? And right. We were in the green room talking a bit <laughs> and it got me awfully thirsty with some dry pipes. So well, you mind if I start? You go. You go. OK, so I have goodness gracious. The vapors IPA. Oh, my goodness. I am smart. I brought my glasses this time. Yay. It's an India pale ale with Sabro, Comet, and Simcoe hops. Ooh, I love the Simcoe hops. Uh, it is Henhouse Brewing Company. Uh, looks like Santa Rosa, California. Okay. 7.6 ABV. 7.6 ABV. Oh, you probably you probably beat me. And they have all these cans. You know, if you can see there, they have all these cans like with the with the green whiff. And then as you turn it, they go, maybe I'll have to put this one. It goes right up the nose. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that on the tongue and the nose. Oh. Yeah. The whites of the eyes are green. So. All right. How about you? What do you have? I have something from uh, your neck of the woods. So your, neck of your the woods. hometown, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, I thought you were going to say Lompoc. We got a lot of brewers here. <laughs> what, Goose Island? Brewed and canned by Half Acre Beer Company. Have, have you heard of them? Half Acre? No, never heard of them. They must be something new. And look, they have like a a strange, like old English kind of font. I know. I, these cans are like getting crazier and crazier. <laughs> and look, this one is called, what is this one called? Logger Town Oktoberfest. So we are recording this on September 30th and uh, to celebrate Oktoberfest. You should have told me I have a Doppelbach in the fridge. Oh, I'm so sorry. But you, you got a nice That's one. That's all right. We'll do it That's next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll yeah. do it next week. It's, this so is... you and your lager. I thought you didn't like lager, but you're like, screw it. I don't like lager. I'm like, this is Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. It was such a festive can. Let's let's give a lager a try. There you go. I got I got a I got a twelve pack of uh, Modern Times uh, IPAs varietals in the in the fridge. Oh, nice. So nice. we'll see. That's what I've been drinking for this week while uh, grilling. I was grilling a lot this week. Oh, nice. Very cool. Oh, that looks beautiful. Right. It's like this golden crystal. Yeah, I I bought uh, last week. We had friends over, and I bought some bells. Um, they're out of what is it, Kalamazoo, Michigan, I think. So I got Lager of the Lakes, and okay. it's like a Bohemian uh, Pilsner, essentially. Oh, nice! Really light, crisp, super clean. I mean, you know, we talk about like how there's not a lot behind those kinds of beers, but you know, it was warm, and it's one of those things where you're outside, you're at the at the oak grill and all that kind of stuff. And like the last thing I need is some 9% beer flooring me, <laughs> you know? So yeah, that was, that was very good. Very clean and crisp. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, this is what? 5.8. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about on par for that kind of a beer, but it's tasty. I, you know, I do love, I, I do, I 
do love IPAs. IPAs will never go. IPAs will never go out of season for me. What's how's yours? Good. Oh, look at that. Look at that cloud. Very hazy. <laughs> very, uh, very fragrant, as it says. It's 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 super hoppy on the nose. It's citrusy. It's like a sweet citrus with a, a really bitter finish. Yeah. So this week there was a hurricane. Ian, yes, that went through uh, Fort Myers, and my parents have a place in Fort Myers. Oh, but they but they weren't down there, right? No, they're in Chicago. Right. Okay. So, or well, Mokina. It's like a southwest suburb of Chicago. So they moved out of the city years ago and they retired. Okay. But they have a place in Fort Myers. I mean, Fort Myers is destroyed, as my mom said. So she has uh, friends who are there, and they have a condo, and her friends live in the condo below her. And they take, you know, they're they're year rounders, and they take care of the place. And so when the evacuation orders came and stuff, they're like, "No, we're not going. We're staying. We're going to ride it out." Oh no! Because they thought it was going to Tampa. Right. Well. Obviously, it hits Fort Myers, we know now. And right before it hits, well, now they can't get out. Right. You know, it's too late. So they're there. And so they take care of, like, my mom's place and stuff. So they. So do they go upstairs? They go. They went upstairs. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Bottom floor gets, like, wiped out. You know, I mean, the building didn't collapse, but I mean, the bottom floor gets wiped out, flooded. Yeah. Yeah. Their car. They keep a car in their in their garage, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with like a float charger, trickle charger, whatever for the battery and stuff. And uh, like that thing got wiped out, you know, and flooded. And, um, you know, pictures were as high as the, like the water level was as high as like the roofs of cars and stuff. And oh, God. Yeah, it was horrible. And, you know, her neighbor or her friend took pictures, you know, after it passed. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's just destruction. Yeah. You know, like a bomb went off. God. So I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, their their place, you know, there's wind damage and stuff, of course, on the outside. But their place on the inside was okay because they were on the second floor. Right. But as far as, like, the community and where they're at and, like, the rest of their complex and all that kind of stuff, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. Are they? If, I'm assuming they're going to, like, help repair it or whatever it takes. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, and condos have the HOA, so the HOA is going right. to go up, but the HOA is going to have to bear a brunt of a lot of that cost. And well, and the insurance premium. Yeah. yeah well, the insurance premiums will trickle through the country probably to some degree. Yeah. I always find it strange whenever everybody said, somebody at work said uh, only 20% of the people that were hit had flood insurance. And I'm just like, you know, we, we always get hit up for fire insurance or earthquake right. insurance. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have homeowners insurance, but I'm not going to go the extra mile. If something's going to hit me, I'm going to roll the dice on the on the earthquake and the and the fire here for California. And I'm going to say, like, let's get a state of emergency going for that. And like, I don't feel, you know, I, I was like, I was like, are people really thinking that the 80 percent of people that aren't covered by this? I mean, obviously, it's going to be a state of emergency. And obviously, the people with insurance are going to get the money first because they're going to have an insurance company to go to. Yeah. No, you're right. And I look at it like this. By the time a wildfire gets to you. Oh, my God. The whole valley. It's Armageddon. (laughs) Yeah. You guys are nowhere near like you're in the middle of a freaking city. You know, (laughs) like there is if if wildfire got to you. I mean, it's bigger than the great Chicago fire. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Right. I mean, it's Armageddon. So I would not worry about wildfires. Right. And if you think about earthquakes, that was like. It was like just under a 7.0. The Northridge quake. Yeah. You know, Northridge. Yeah. 
No one's, I mean, figure a seven, a seven earthquake. Okay, sure, a nine hits. Well, yeah, a nine, what are you going to do, a nine hits, right? I mean, sure, it could happen. That's a state of emergency. I mean, come on. You got you to gamble the state of emergency thing is going to kick in. And sure, you'll wait another extra month. But, you know, you'll you'll get you'll get something. But what I'm know? saying, though, a nine hits, that's devastating everything, insurance or otherwise. But another seven hits. Yeah, you're going to have a shit, a shit ton of dishes break. You're going to have all kinds of stuff crack. Mm-hmm. But really, when you think about it, your your deductible for earthquake insurance is more or less a total knockdown. Right. Your deductible is fifty thousand dollars or something. Ugh. Yeah. You're never going to have $50,000 in broken dishes in a cracked TV. <laughs> By the time, I mean, your TV, you're, you're like, well, Dan, we needed a new TV anyway. I got to whack the side <laughs> when I go to turn it on. <laughs> like, they're not even going to give you right, what your TV's right. worth. You know? So, yeah, I, I, I forego the earthquake insurance, too. It's just, I'm not worried about it. You know, we've survived big ones. I'm more, I'm more, con- I'm more concerned about like a drunk driver like careening off the road and like and like turning on to the turning into our yard or something. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna think it's sad. We're not, we're not even. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. And now we're close to the to the fire to the fireland. You know, the wildland. So, I mean, we could certainly get hit. I mean, we're only a couple houses away from the, the wildland. So if the wind comes like from the north shifts. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, it could it could easily take out our neighborhood like they do in some of those neighborhoods up north and stuff like that. Par- like paradise. Yeah. And maybe not that bad. We're probably not. We, we could get out pretty easy and get downtown. Um, we evacuated once uh, a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, and even with that, it's like, you know, grab the NAS and, and leave. I mean, it, like that has everything for the most part. Oh, man, I have I have my drive. I just haven't set it up. I got it. We got to We got to We got to We got we to gotta hook it up. You and I will have to talk offline on that. It's probably one of the best purchases I've ever made. So, yeah, it's cool. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, that's kind of how it was. Other other than the hurricane at my mom's place, mm-hmm. uh, easy week. I mean, we got the website all up to date. I thank God. Yeah, sorry about that. We got everything published <laughs> that we had, so we were late on that. So, uh, Trailer Junkies lives another day. That's right. TrailerJunkiesPodcast.com. dot com. Two hundred and six episodes as as well. Two hundred seven by the time that you hear this. As of right. this recording, as you're listening to this. And, uh, you know, I'm planning a couple of new bike builds for touring bikes. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we don't really have any bike to tour on, and we might be doing a tour next year or something down the coast. Uh, Clarissa's never done that. And we're like, well, what bike would we ride? And I'm thinking, well, we got to get bikes. <laughs> So we've spent uh, the past month like looking at this, looking at that. I want these kind of shifters. I want that kind, you know, brakes and such. Yeah. And then I'm just like, you know what? Velo Orange. They sell the parts. They don't sell complete oh, nice. builds. I have to build it, but that's okay. That's that's like a that's like a leisure. That's a that's a hobby of yours, you know. Like yeah, it's a therapeutic thing. I'll build our, our wheels. I'll build it all out and stuff. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. So. 
two bikes, we're looking at about seventy five hundred to eight grand. Oh yeah, for for both. For both, yeah, yeah, and that's everything. I mean, like when you think about like the fenders, the racks, the panniers. But but wait wait wait, how many bike how many bikes do you already have? You already have eight bikes, right? Six uh, bikes. Uh, Eight, Eight nine. Bikes. I don't nine. know. I, I I don't know if I I'm I'm running out of fingers. But why? But so you're building these new bikes. So you're gonna use these bikes for like touring, right? Yeah. So they're gonna be the new bike for your stuff, or what? How does it go? So let me let me say it this way: bikes are like shoes. <laughs> well, don't 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 tell me that because I have I have one pair of shoes and one pair of flip flops that I wear until they are done right but and that's it you're gonna go you're gonna run a marathon you're not wearing like wingtips okay sneakers you're right i have sneakers you're right yeah you're not wearing wingtips you're going mountain biking you wear mountain bike shoes okay okay i got you i got you right you're going like hiking you wear hiking shoes you're going to the beach you wear flip-flops okay all right yeah, they're like bikes are like shoes. There's always a need for something. Yeah, you're getting married. You know, you have a tux with patent leather. <laughs> the the and married married. Oh, you have a you have a wedding bike. A wedding bike. Uh, it's a it's a tandem, right? No, no, we do have our own personalities. <laughs> we do have our own personalities. So, uh, awesome. How about you? How was your week? I had a good week. Um, we Audrey started a so Audrey's obviously this water polo stuff is getting serious. Oh boy. She went to a water polo clinic, a shooting clinic. That's like one of the dirtiest sports. <laughs> it can be. It can be. So she went we went down to Long Beach on Wednesday night to train with uh Tony Acevedo. So Tony Acevedo is a five-time Olympic uh US Team USA water polo champion i don't know water polo player silver silver medalist for one of those one of those games wow um his dad's a great brazilian coach water polo coach and he's her coach no so this is just a clinic so you can do like one-off clinics and uh he has like a shooting clinic on wednesday nights and basically it's like an hour and a half of just like shooting drills and all kinds of stuff (laughs) and it's amazing to see some of these to see him so he gets in the water with the with the with the kids and when he's in the water like he's so effortless in what he does and like he's like chatting about it he's showing them what they're what he's doing and he's up he's up to his waist and he's moving through the water it's like a fucking dolphin <laughs> like, like he looks like he's gliding through the water he's got his one He's got his one arm up with the with the water polo ball in his hand on the high side, right? And he's like he's like gliding through the water, undulating like like a dolphin, and just like and obviously he it's there, he's not on the bottom. No, he's it looks like he's standing on something, but he's just that's what I mean. But he's yeah. just kicking in just the right way to get his half half of his body out of the water. And it's it it's it's amazing. So, is he a big guy? No, he's not a big guy. I mean, he's a he's a you know he's probably your size. You know, he's like you know yeah. sub Spelt. sub he's sub two hundred. You know, like hundred and seventy five or something like that. Hundred hundred probably a little bulkier than you, but but man, so graceful in the water. Just like he's amazing. Wow. Like, and he's talking the whole time he's doing it and stuff. And, 
and it's just like he's doing so this many things. Natural. He's been doing it. He's so practiced. Yeah, that, and some of the parents around us is like, when you're born with a water polo ball in your hand, you know, because your dad's been a coach your whole life, you know, you, it's I very guess. natural to to just keep going. Wow. So, but that's Long Beach. So it was quite the drive. We left Burbank at three forty-five, and we got there at. You know, five forty-five, six o'clock. Oh man, you went at rush hour? Because that's when the class is. The class is at seven, so you know you can't you can't do much more than that. <laughs> um, but at least the Tesla was driving, so I saved a little, you know, little cognitive cycles by letting the Tesla drive and the stop and go traffic. Kids, the talk. <laughs> So when you get there, it do you charge it and stuff, or do you just wait till? You- I don't have to. Yeah, it, it's it's enough. You know, it has enough of a charge to go to Burbank a couple times during the day, and then get down to Long Beach and get home. And it, that's that. You know, I just make sure it's charged eighty five, ninety percent every every night before we do that. But that was that was the big thing for this week. Okay, that sounds cool, man. I always like that kind of stuff, you know, like when kids are up and coming in a sport and they get those opportunities to like, you know, like if you're in the tennis and next thing you know, like Serena Williams is doing a clinic or something. <laughs> as, as long as as long as uh as long as um, oh shit, as long as uh, Roddick's uh, dad. Is, I was about to say Andy Roddick's dad. Doing as long it. as Andy Roddick's dad's not waking you up at five o'clock in the morning to to, to hit balls with Andy. Right, right. Oh, Marty Fish. Marty Fish is my guy. I don't know. I love. I love it. Oh, such a great uh, documentary. All right, man. We have two trailers for tonight. Yes, sir. So let's start with the English. Uh-huh. So Anne served this one up to us. She's a huge Emily Blunt fan. So she's like, oh, look at this. Look at this. Yeah, I call her Emily Smoke a Blunt. <laughs> I am Some, not a huge Emily Blunt fan. Somebody was smoking a blunt on this thing, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, she serves it up. All I see is Emily Blunt on the little like card or whatever. Thumbnail, thumbnail. The thumbnail. Oh, God, thumbnails. And my first thing is like, yep, this one's for <laughs> Anne. I could just tell right away. And then it's like the the title, the English. I'm like, doubly it's for Anne. <laughs> but, you know, so, okay, I watch it. And you tell me we're not going to do this one. Well, I spend time watching it. Yeah. And you're damn right I'm going to do it. <laughs> And what I want to say is, though, compare it to a lot of the great recent trailers we've seen mm-hmm. and so much of the creativity that we've seen in so many of these recent trailers. This was downright boring. Oh, yes, I agree. Boring. Uh, slow scenes. Too much dialogue. Somewhere in the dialogue was too much exposition. I, I All I kept hearing was Charlie Brown's <laughs> teacher. <laughs> <laughs> the whole trailer was just... <laughs> the gunplay felt forced. Right. It's almost like, oh, this one's for the ladies. Oh, let's put in like a guy shooting a gun. That'll get the husband there. Right. You know, overall, man, just slap together scenes. Just not good. Even dramatically throwing the money on the on the ground like that was so anticlimactic, you know, (laughs) like. (laughs) Oh, totally. It's almost like the title, the title, the English. It feels unfinished, right? <laughs> it feels like it needs something after that. The English what? The English patient? The English, you know. The English the Western. English dig. And we know how Ted likes <laughs> Westerns. But 
Ted does not like Westerns. Yeah, but I like the dig and the English patient I got, you know, it was a little long for me. I didn't think it needs to be edited. Oh, the dig was good. The dig was great. And uh, and this is just not not like that. I don't know. I don't know whether I couldn't tell. And part of the reason I didn't want I was thinking about not doing it was maybe it was a budget thing where it just didn't have the the cachet, the, the 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 budget to to kind of plus everything out. I thought that too. And when you look at they're in that old western town, yeah. And you look at the buildings, the way they even built the buildings. Now that could have been exactly how the buildings would have looked of its day. But it's one of those things like when you go to a set or a studio, whatever, and they have the facades and there's nothing behind them. Right, right. That's totally how I felt from the way the buildings and the fort was and stuff. Like the fort just looked like they just slapped up some sticks and there's your fort. Or, or like we'll go to a ghost town and it's going to look so great, you know, because it's going to be authentic. But it's a ghost town because it's like, you know, there's nothing, nothing. It's all it's all facade and no. It's a ghost town for a yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah. The English is uh, we can leave this one to Anne if she wants to watch it. So there you go. Perfect. Not me. And I know how you feel about Western. So not you. Right. All right. But let's get into uh, what looks to be a reskinned. I don't know, The Walking Dead, <laughs> A Quiet Place, maybe World War Z. Yeah. So The Last of Us. The Last of Us. On HBO. The pedigree of HBO is enough for me. Like, you know, I'm going to give this thing a season. It's got um, it's got the Mandalorian in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, let me let me say let, let me read my notes here. This okay, is just please, kind of a go. bulleted note. So I knew to mention this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You read my notes because I said HBO <laughs> is solid. So even if it's a reskin show, the first season will be great. Right. Yeah, the first one, even two seasons are going to be phenomenal. Right. And then the only question is like. What did I call this? The Walking Monsters or something like that. That was my three word review for this. <laughs> three word instead review. of the wall, instead of the Walking Dead. Yeah. 207 episodes. I'm still trying to do a three word review. <laughs> but, you know, the, the Walking Dead, as you and I have lamented, it just went on too long. You know what I mean? Like we both loved it. It started strong. It went strong for many years. Right. And then they said, we're going to keep it alive like a zombie. <laughs> so this one, you know, it has a little bit of a monster thing. So you have your Stranger Things kind of angle to it in the in the end there. Yeah, they bring that in at the end with that weird head or whatever. It looks it looks like a Demogorger or whatever the things are called in, in the Stranger Things. Right. And uh, and this is and this is feels along those lines. And like you said, it's like Bird Box, you know, uh Walking Dead. Uh, what's the other ones you said you named? You named some other good ones. Well, I said the Quiet Place because you know the Quiet Quiet Place because the monsters in that too. Yeah. Did you ever see Quiet Place too? Did you ever see? That? I have not. I have not. I need to do that. You, you should see it just just for the juxtaposition because you know it's like they were given too much money and they just had too much too many monsters. Oh, I, I, I see. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even World War Z. So I wasn't sure like as as the trailer goes on, they show like the running from whatever they're running from, you know, like in, in a vehicle or something. Right. And there's all these people like 
sprinting after them and it's hard to know like you know it's some kind of a zombie thing right but are these people or are they zombie are these yeah are they zombie are they fast zombies or are they slow zombies <laughs> are they fast people that are trying to get away from zombies but you just don't have the space or room or energy to support them but like in world war z they were fast zombies oh god the fastest yeah yeah and and fast zombies which kind of makes sense i mean they feel no pain right so they could just keep they they can run at max speed the entire time. Yeah, without without a lot of uh, right without lactic acid buildup. Right, right, right. <laughs> and they don't really breathe, so they're not their heart rates. Not, I don't whatever. Don't let's not get into zombie, so the, the, the technical uh, zombie logic uh, aerobics. What is it? Ana, no aerobic. Is that aerobics? Well, no aerobic versus anaerobic zombie running. Right, exactly. <laughs> It's all anaerobic, right? Because they're not really. Right. It um, would have to be, I guess. But, but I, don't I think that, they don't breathe. I think that one scene where they're on one side of the glass and whatever that thing is on the other side of the glass. And he's shushing them like. Yeah, yeah. That scene kind of hooks me. That's 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 the scene where I'm like, all right, I'm in, I'm in on this season one. You got me, HBO. I'm here. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not leaving. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be here. Yeah, 100%. I would say any show that I've seen on HBO, uh, what's the the Western one? Uh, Deadwood. No, not Deadwood. The robot Western one. Oh, Westwor- Westworld. Westworld. You know, the first season of Westworld was phenomenal. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. The second season was okay, you know, and then it starts going down after that. I know Barry came back out, but like even the first se- like the first season of anything on HBO, it gets the money treatment. It gets the money treatment. It, well, right. And it will not make it on HBO if it's not the most solid programming that that money can buy. Right. And because I know that, that's how I know this first season is going to be just wonderful. What was that Steve Buscemi show, Bro- Boardwalk Empire or something like that? Oh, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, we watched that. And I think I watched just I think I just watched the pilot, the first very first episode. And I think they said they dropped like a million bucks on the first <laughs> the first pi- the pilot or something. And I was like, wow, it really shows. And it's like a good show. But I never I never went back to it. It's got I think it's too weird of a period piece for me. You know? Yeah, we finished that one. Yeah, it was good. It was good. But but anyway, the uh, the last of us, I think I'm definitely in. Um, I'm assuming. What do you think? Ten episodes? That's what I would guess. I hope so. I hope, hope it's 10 episodes. It feels feels like that's the sweet spot for me. Six and eight feel short, can feel a little short. Uh, yeah, I agree. 10 is like nice. Usually like, okay, so 10 is... 13 tends to like, now I'm getting bored. <laughs> it drags a little bit. There's like one or two episodes in the middle where like, we could have tightened it up and got rid of that one. Um, or, or just combined them. Right. You know, um, I think so not to jump to what we're watching, but um, to jump to what I'm watching. Well, jump to what we're watching. I mean, I think we covered The Last of Us about as good as we're going to cover it. It looks great. The trailer is I mean, it has some hooks. It leaves a lot of questions. It's intriguing. It makes you wonder what's going to happen. What's going on? Who's what? Flashes the monster. It flashes the monster for a brief moment. And you're just like, you know, like WTF. Like I'm in. It leaves you wanting more. Right. Unlike the English. (laughs) 
<laughs> too much. Too much of everything. So what are you watching then? Um, so the thing that I'm watching that I'm loving is the Power of the Rings, the Lord of the Rings series. Oh, yeah. You mentioned and I that think the last we're episode six, six or seven. And there's 10 episodes here, I believe. I hope so. God. Um, but it but it really feels like it's crescendoing it's coming to it's climaxing a little bit here which is the perfect arc you know what i mean like it's got a climax for a couple more episodes and then the the 10th episode should be like wrapping it up and pulling it back together but it's really a very interesting take and again i'm not a i'm not a huge tolkien fan but i'm into it enough to know like this is pre or it's orcs but they're Uruks. So <laughs> the orcs, when they're talking to the elves, they they have they have their preference. We would rather be called Uruks, U R U K's, instead of O R C. Like that's the Uruk or something. That, that's the derogatory term is to call them orcs. <laughs> you know oh, I, I mean? got gotcha. It's like oh man, and so little nuanced things like that are really really bringing fun. in racism. Exactly, and stuff. exactly, because they're elves. They're basically you know orcs are are enslaved elves that are that are tortured into into this uh, the this this new kind of being um but yeah there's a lot of things and then you know we always watch the nerdist after each episode and we try to get the nerdist d- deeper dive okay so you kind of beat me to the punch i was going to ask so like we're watching house of the dragon and at the end they do the little 5 minute like recap Right. Same thing with the offer. They did the ending five minute recap where they're talking to the writers, the yeah, producers, yeah. the directors and such, whatever it is. So they don't do this with Power of the Ring. They do. But instead, you go to the Nerdist and do it. They do. They have something like that. They have some production stuff, some BTS. That's kind of a new thing I'm finding. Yeah. They do that with like big shows. They're They're doing that more and more. Um, but I, but I really want to get into the mythology of it. And I think they don't, they don't, they don't do a full nerd out and 10 to 20 minute dive on the, the nerdiness of what's going on. Oh, I follow you. And that's what the nerdist does very well. You know, they have their resident uh, Lord of the Rings Tolkien fan on staff and he's like licking his chops saying like, I wrote a paper on the Cimmerillion, so <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to rehash all of my thoughts on the this this precursor book to the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you know, he's like. So take that, Dad. You never. You said I would never make money studying Lord of the Rings. As I was, as I was painting my Tolkien figures, my Tolkien miniature figures. You, you made fun of me. You said I would never make money at this, and look at me now. Oh, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, we did this for a lot of the Marvel stuff. I mean, definitely Moon Knight was was a great Nerdist follow. So do you get that on YouTube? YouTube, go straight to YouTube right after. Okay. And and Anne's like, Anne's always like, we watch it. So Amazon did a great thing. They have Thursday Night Football. Right. And then right after Thursday Night Football, you can watch Lord of the Lord of the Rings, The Power of the Rings. That's the release that they do. The release is Friday, Friday, but it's Thursday late enough that you can see it right then and there. So we watch it on Thursday night, but it's too early for the Nerdist to have the thing. Like by Friday night, if you follow it, 
you'll have the new Nerdist thing. Because they have to watch it, too, and put together their show. They, I believe, so for Marvel stuff, they definitely have early release. They get they get the cut before it, it airs. Really? So they can. What are we doing wrong? <laughs> well, they're real journalists, and we're just kind of <laughs> oh, okay. like, "How's your week?" You know, <laughs> they don't they don't do that. Right. <laughs> they skip straight to the uh, to the beat of the situation. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so I, so we'll have to we have to check it up on it a day after on on that. Oh, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, you're you're gonna get into that once you're done with the uh, the House of Dragons. I'm sure. Yeah, that'll probably be our next show. But yeah, we're, uh, you know, getting caught up or maybe we're all caught up. I'm not sure. I think we're all caught up on House of the Dragon or the House of Dragon. No, House of the Dragon. <laughs> Where's the articles? Where's the articles? Now I don't even know. House of the House, House of House? the Dragon, I guess. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. You, you know what I'm watching. We know. We know what it is. Dragon House. So there's that, like all the other HBO stuff like we were right. talking, you know, and, and it's it's really good. The young people are learning about the the Game of Thrones and how it works. And uh-huh. as I call the show, it's you know like the fucking and fighting. <laughs> so, but overall, I mean, it's you know it's great television. Yeah. And then you know that's really it though. This week we just watched that, and it's been like the boys aren't really doing a lot of watching. So what we're doing is like they're reading, and I'm reading to them other stuff. So. You know, by the time we get them to bed and everything, it's we're just running out of nighttime to do stuff. And and uh, so it's just been like we're kind of in we're deep into school and stuff during the week. And we're not we just don't have the opportunity to watch as we'd like to. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it is what it is. But that's OK. That's OK. You know, I mean, it's it's, you know, short week of watching. So um, and then, you know, I do like YouTube stuff or I'll do uh, I'll just have some other stuff on in the background. I, I, I I'm I'm big on the car stuff. So the thing I've been watching recently is uh, Doug, Doug. What's his name? Doug Murillo. Like YouTube car stuff or like Netflix documentary car stuff? YouTube car stuff. Like not not documentary stuff. But there's this one guy who sells cars on cars and bids. And he basically reviews uh, these reviews cars. And now, are these like exotic cars or? No, they're usually cars that they're unique cars, like you know, strange cars that have strange legacy. You know, like nineteen seventy, you know, Maserati that was actually built on this other car's body, and you know what I mean, like, like strange things like that. But he just reviewed the new Rivian, so that so. You know, I, I, I love, I love my Tesla. So don't, hopefully my Tesla's not listening to this right now, but I have spent a little time in the, in the, in the Rivian gallery online, building my Rivian R1S. (laughs) Now Rivian, is that the other sedan that's, it's the electric car, electric truck company. Oh yeah. What's the other one? That's like a, it's like another sort of Tesla looking. Oh yeah. That's the air, the lucid air. Lucid's a car. Lucid's the car company, and then Air is the name of the car. Lucid, Lucid, is that right? That's one of them. There's a bunch of them, you know. Yeah, the Lucid. I've seen those around. You know, that that car is pretty sweet looking, though. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a pretty looking sedan. Um, but I, so Lu, so Lucid is actually funded by the the Middle East, like sheiks from from Saudi Arabia and stuff. 
So they kind of have a bottomless well of money to go to. But that's kind of a strange thing to do when you're making a car for, for mass market, you know, like Tesla at least, you know, is, is selling to the masses and trying to get production numbers up uh, globally. And then Rivian, like I, th- I was worried about Rivian in the beginning when they had just the truck, just the pickup truck. But they've basically, you know, spread out. They have this new R1S, which is the SUV. It's the full like suburban looking one. And that thing looks amazing. Um, but they also spent a lot of time with collaborations. So they've made partnerships with Amazon and partnership with Mercedes to make Sprinter vans. So they're going to have electric Sprinter vans and they're basically designing a fleet for Amazon. So I think that's, that's a great, that's a great, you know, partnership to make (laughs) two great car companies. I mean, Mercedes, Mercedes Sprinter vans are phenomenal. And of all the the trucks and vans, I love them, and I love the conversions that you can do with them and make them into. Oh, those things are awesome! Well, before so before we bought our our van, we were looking at well, starting at the beginning, we were looking at oh the Westphalia, yeah, the the Westphalia, yeah, the van again. <laughs> and I realized I didn't need a hobby disguised as a camper van. So then I thought, well, let's look at one of those Mercedes sprinter van like camper yeah. conversion things that you yeah, see yeah, yeah. like you know they have like they're really tall they have the ladders on them <laughs> jerry cans Mojave like you're going yeah. somehow into like the you're going off yeah you're going off into the desert or something like you're going to some africa thing well come to find those things are two hundred thousand. you know they're one hundred ninety thousand. i mean they're so expensive and that's the non that wasn't the converted one right like that's no that was converted oh, okay good yeah that was all decked out that's a good price for a converted the one. base model like if you were to get it like blank panels and stuff and do it yourself let's just say you were going to do that the base one would be about like 80 or ninety thousand. Oh, okay yeah, and then the conversion would be like another, I don't know, 100 grand on top of that. I mean, they're, they're, it's ridiculous. Love it. But, you know, so then we got what we got, uh, <laughs> and it's good enough for me. <laughs> Whatever we paid, 33 grand or 190 grand, no thank you. But, yeah, you know, I mean, have you ever seen the make em auto auctions? Or, do you get into that at all, or like the classic car stuff? No, no. No, I haven't. I haven't gone down that road yet. Yeah, a lot of that is more like it's not unique cars or anything. In so far as like you said, like a Maserati built on the chassis of like I don't know the Batmobile, a Chrysler or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's more like just people have like the more. Um, I mean, they may be one-offs. But they're the more traditional, like uh, a 66 GTO that's yeah. like, I mean, pristine, you know, and the thing goes for 200 grand or something. It's more like that kind of stuff that you see, just like these beautiful old cars or or like uh, right. the old British roadsters, you know, and, and things like that that just go for like outrageous amounts of money. So if you have a half hour to burn... And you just want to have something play in the background. This I like. I do like playing Doug. So his name is Doug Demuro, and uh, and and he's just he has so many videos about like all these different cars. Like okay, he has the 1984 Nissan Patrol, which is a Japanese SUV built um, like the pre Pathfinder or Pathfinder Amada. In YouTube, I type <laughs> YouTube. in Doug uh-huh. first hit Doug Demuro. <laughs> 
So yeah, so he just did the Rivian. So like three days ago, I did I did the Rivian build. Four and a half million subscribers. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's pretty big on the scene, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, one of the most recent videos that I've seen of his was where they did uh, car brand partnerships. So basically, if you if you don't if you don't have the style of car in another market, you'll throw your badge on somebody else's car. You know, like Honda would throw their their badge on a Nissan Passport back in the day and a Nissan Nissan Pathfinder and call it a Passport, you know. So they did that all over the world. And he has like he has like a dozen of those. um, I mean, this guy's born in like 88. I mean, how does he kind of do what he's doing? (laughs) He starts this company called Cars and Bids where he has cars that he's, you know, that he's that he's the middle manning for and stuff. That's cool. Right. No, I got you. Just, <laughs> That's right. Man, amazing. Amazing. I mean, I guess there's a niche for everything, right? Yeah, I'll check out some, though. I mean, because there's, you know, <laughs> there you go. Six good luxury cars <laughs> that won't cost huge money. Yeah, whatever he's got going. There he is. The Peugeot 505 was the end of Peugeot in the USA. Some old station wagon with a bike rack on the roof. Yeah, the Subaru Sambar is a cute, surprisingly practical tiny van. I think he's goofy, too. I think the, the people like that he's kind of like a little goofy in his descriptions of everything and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the guy before. Yeah, his name is definitely familiar to me. I've seen him before, so I'll have to check some out. So, yeah, a couple of trailers that uh, we're going to watch one. We're not going to watch the other. Uh, we had a good week. Fortunately, yeah. everybody, uh, and, you know, at least with my mom and, and her uh, hurricaning, um, at least the people she knows there and stuff are all, I mean, they may not be in the best of shape with all their, you know, their living arrangements, but they're, everyone's safe. Oh, speaking of flooding in Burbank, in my building on the 19th floor, we fl- our floor flooded too. Uh oh. <laughs> and l- and luckily for me, did it trickle down like through the whole building? It trickled down to the 16th floor. So it went from 19, obviously 19, 18, 17, 16. So it went down four floors. And supposedly they said it was an AC, you know, AC condenser line that got clogged or something like that. But it flood it flooded the whole weekend. And I mean. Thank God it wasn't on my side of the floor because I was told we were moving. So I'd taken all of my family pictures off the walls and I had them bubble wrapped, but they were leaning up against the wall. So had it flooded on my half of the building, it would have ruined like thousands of dollars of picture people frames of over the years, you know, my kids, my kids in their in their thing. So immediately, the minute I heard that it was flooding, I went oh, in there wow. and got everything off of the floor, you know what I mean? And like took took some took some stuff home. But now, like this whole week, we've been working from home because we couldn't go into work, even though last week was the first week back at work. First COVID, now flooding. (laughs) It sounds like a conspiracy. (laughs) It does. It does. So who knows? Who knows when we'll go back? We might go back next week. We oh might man, go back. they got to do Never. some repairs now. Yeah. No, they already cut out the drywall, and you know, the bottom foot of drywall is cut off. And then at Disney's got that kind of cash. <laughs> hey, wait, really quick, how'd your beer finish? Oh, my beer's uh, nice. So yeah, I totally, you know. Yeah, because, you know, like when loggers warm up, I don't know what happens to them. So, you know, because <laughs> they never get warm when you have them. You just drink them too fast. I just drink them too fast. <laughs> yeah. No, but so, what they yeah. do, though, they get like weirdly tasting. 
Yeah, you know, I think for my for my taste buds, they kind of just go. They don't they don't have the complexity to. They kind of go flat and not flat as in effervescent. They go flat as in taste. You know, they they just taste. They're less tasty. Yeah, I, I agree. As they, as they, and you know, and I guess they start cold, and you would expect the warmness to bring out some flavors, but that's just my IPA. It does that for ale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for my, stouts especially. Yeah, my 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 ale taste buds are are expecting that, but they don't get it. So, you know, it had a it has a very you know I don't know I guess the last time that I really drank a lot of of lagers was in. You know, so I mean, so it just brings me back to Prague and, you know, you know, it was like uh, Ice House. Oh, man. Who was I talking? I was talking to my daughter about Ice House back in the day. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I listened. She I, we played some music and I was like and, you know, some songs that you had from your childhood. And it's like there you play this song and you're it like, just oh, brings yeah, you right this- there. Yeah, it brings me right back, and I'm I'm on my porch as a kid, and I'm just like, I played this album into the ground, and my friends would come over on the weekend, and they'd say, "Oh God, Ted's playing casual again, like he's just, he's playing it nonstop on repeat," you know. But here's where the the two suitcases of Ice House are. <laughs> we got we're gonna show up at Ted's house because he's got the beer, the porch, you and the house. Tolerate his music for Natty Light. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Keystone, Keystone. That's what we like. <laughs> or Keystone, yeah, Keystone. You know the cans lined. Yeah, exactly. It's the water. <laughs> Olympia Pale Ale, right? Olympia. Yeah. But yeah, this one. I mean, I think the more you drink it, the more your palate becomes like it mellows out on your palate because you kind of like I don't know. I I I, I know this isn't going to sound right, but. It it gets like desensitized. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, that's true. To the to the sharpness of it, I guess, right? To the pungency of it. The bitter the bitterness. Yeah. Right. And it's it it's finishing better than it started as it warms. And it's like the amount of bitter when you first hit it, it's like, whoo, man, this is bitter. But then as you're drinking it, it's like mellowing on your palate. So I think it's improving as you're drinking it. The initial hit, like if if you're just gonna do a, a brief taste. I think the brief taste, like you're just going to do a quick sip and move on to something else. Right. It's going to be like offensive to you. You're going to be like, whoa, this was a bit more than I was bargaining for. But the more you drink it, it really smooths out and really feels nice on the palate taste. Yeah, it's not as bitter and not as sweet either. It's it's uh, uh, it's just over. It's just it's smoother. You know what I mean? It's mellows. Yeah, mellows. So it's, it's very good. It's very good. Talk to you later, man. All right, Ted. Bye. Bye. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.